Welcome in to another episode of what we believe is Odyssey's favorite podcast, Name That News. We are your rested hosts, Mark Menard and my co-host, Zach Clark, because Daylight Savings Time has once again come to its end, and we got our extra hour back of sleep that we gave up in the spring, so I don't know about you, but I feel great. Nothing makes you feel powerful, Mark, like manipulating time, so I feel (laughs) wonderful. Here's how it works. We're going to play you some clips of news from the past week that we like. We took a little something out so you can try to guess what they're talking about. Zach, you are leading us off this week. Let's get right to it. Alrighty, Mark, we're going to start with our friends at the Big K Morning Show from KDKA in Pittsburgh. Take a listen. And then there's this race for Senate. This slays me, brother. (laughs) As if I give a damn how someone pronounces... Alrighty, Mark, what was mispronounced? Was it A, the name of a town? Was it B, the name of a sports mascot? Or was it C, the name of a beer? Of these three... I think that people would get their knickers in a bunch the most over the name of a town because people have a lot of pride in their hometown. I've mispronounced hometowns in my day. Being down here in Louisiana, that's easy to do. They get a little antsy about it. A beer or a local sports mascot, both of those I feel like are equally unimportant. I'm just going to flip a coin here and say the local sports mascot. Well, Mark, unfortunately, the coin has not been good to you. You got it down to the right binary choice, whether B or C. But it was actually C, the name of a beer. And Mark, if you've ever been to Pennsylvania, there's a beer. It is a standard. It is called the Yingling. It is very, very popular, and you only can get it in certain states. But the person running for Senate here mispronounced the name of the beer and is now forever thought to be an outsider. And this is one of those things people say, it's not that big of a deal. I bet it will be. You know what? It very well could be. I've had Yingling. My wife has relatives in Philadelphia. We flew up there for a wedding, and I sampled the local delicacy that is Yingling. It's very tasty, I gotta say. And you know what? I knew how to say it correctly. I ordered it, and it came right to me. So look, now we're gonna go to a a national show that we have here at Odyssey, one of our favorite programs. Official friend of the show, Lauren Barry, is in charge of this one. Something Offbeat. It's a great podcast right here on Odyssey. And we recommend it to you. This is a clip from Something Offbeat. People are starting to drop a little coin on something that we use every day. So who's buying these expensive? Clients who are environmentally friendly. They are concerned about their footprint because many of these, apart from the luxuries that they afford, they're also really, really good for the uh, environment, for sustainability. So what everyday item are people splurging on? Is it A, garbage cans? Is it B, litter boxes? Or is it C, toilets? So this is a great one because none of these things are like something people think about a lot, but I could see where a small improvement would make a big difference. I'm going to throw out garbage cans just because I'm not sure how that would work. They stay outside. They stand alone. You couldn't really plug it in or keep it covered. I don't know what it would do unless you had like a self-compacting garbage can. I'm going to throw that one out, though. Litter boxes. I like this one because people spend an inordinate amount of money on their pets. I mean, just obscene amounts of money. And then a toilet. Look, I mean, think about a toilet, but use it all the time, all the time. Um, I'm going to say the animal toilet. I'm going to say B, litter boxes. It is something that takes care of waste, but not animal waste, human waste. It is toilets. We're talking about five-figure toilets, upwards of $10,000. And if you want to hear why, again, go check out one of our favorite podcasts, Something Offbeat. It dropped yesterday, brand new episode. 
on the $10,000 plus toilets that people are buying. Yeah, they call it a throne for a reason. All right, Mark, let's move on. I've got the next one. We're going out west. This is from KNX in Los Angeles. Pasadena police say they have now identified several juveniles who are suspected of stealing stuff from a... That loot, which included jewelry and other valuables, was taken from... Alrighty, Mark, from where was this jewelry stolen? A, a football stadium, B, a jewelry store, or C, somebody's mansion? Jewelry store seems like the most obvious answer. I'm going to toss that one out. The other two are interesting. A football stadium. You could have jewelry on display. You could have Super Bowl rings. You could have championship rings in the trophy case with other valuables. Obviously, a mansion is going to have tons of jewelry. I feel like the easier of the two to break into would be a mansion. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's a mansion. Mark, the answer actually is a football stadium, and you were kind of on the right track. You were talking about, like, championship rings and trophies, but we're in a new age of college football, Mark, where the athletes are getting paid themselves. And so these young men come with jewelry. And so the University of Colorado's football team was robbed while they were on the field. They had their jewelry lifted right out of the locker room. Unbelievable. What's the world coming to when a college kid can't leave his sparkling diamond medallion in the locker room and expect it to be safe? No world I want to live in, Mark. Absolutely not. We need to clean this up right now. (laughs) So look, we're going to go down south now to New Orleans with WWL Radio and the Scoot Show. I actually used to work with Scoot. Scoot's a close personal friend of mine. So let's see what he has to say about an interesting exotic animal that the police had to go and confiscate. An Alabama man is accused of keeping a... The guy's name is Mickey Pollock. Police said that um, they were investigating Pollock after receiving a tip that he was keeping a drugged out... The police did a search. An investigator seized methamphetamines, drug paraphernalia, body armor, and... So what exotic pet was hopped up on meth in this Alabama man's house? Is it A, a squirrel, B, a possum, or C, a skunk? Before I answer this question, is there any chance that this guy lives in Alabama but's from Florida? This reeks of Florida, man. It reeks of Florida, man. So here's the thing, Mark. You said exotic, and I think exotic, I think, like, faraway places and different things that we don't see very often. These are rodents. They are not exotic to me at all. Squirrel, possum, skunk. There's no real way to eliminate one from the other one, except I do think it's probably not going to be C, only because, you know, the skunk does have an opportunity to flood your house with the worst smell ever. If porcupine was there, I'd throw that out too. So I'm throwing out skunk. It's got to be a squirrel. I mean, have you ever seen a possum? They're blind. They don't move very well. They're really, really, really ugly. I just, I can't imagine why you'd have a possum. So I'm going to say squirrel because... Well, you know what? Your deductive reasoning has been failing you lately, but you got it right this time. It is a squirrel. And there's a little bit more you need to know about this squirrel. So take a listen to Scoot one more time. They were investigating Pollock after receiving a tip that he was keeping a drugged out squirrel named Deez Nuts. Not only did this (laughs) Alabama man keep his squirrel hopped up on meth, he went ahead and named that squirrel D's nuts. Wait, wait. Is the Alabama man my seven-year-old son? I gotta know. <laughs> Has he been commuting lately that you've been missing him for a couple of days at a time? But wait, here's the thing, though. Like, none of this makes any sense. But the thing that makes the least sense, why was the squirrel high? Did it get something it wasn't supposed to, or was it drugged on purpose? He was drugged on purpose because it was an attack squirrel. He kept it hopped up on meth, and 
even though it was an attack squirrel, he gave it the humorous name, the best name you could ever give a squirrel, D's Nuts. That is unbelievable. If I didn't hear that story out of Scoot's <laughs> mouth, I wouldn't believe it. That is incredible. I still kind of don't believe it, but he's finally going to trial. He was arrested two years ago. So this story made the national headlines a while back, and now it's back in the news because it needs to be back in the news. It should be in the news every day. Look, Mark, this is name that news gold. I mean, if we could have stories like this in mass, it would just, I mean, we wouldn't have to do anything. We just sit here and press buttons. It'd be great. So that brings us to the point in the show that we call the cliffhanger question of the week. It's a question just like the other questions. There's really no difference except for the fact that we don't give you the answer right away. We make you come back. We make you download another episode of Name That News to get the answer to the question you've been sitting on for seven days. And that's one of the reasons we believe we're Odyssey's favorite podcast, because we keep you coming back. And if you come back, that means more of the sweet, sweet green. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> so last week you had our cliffhanger question of the week. Let's refresh people's memories as to what that question was, and we can finally get the sweet relief of vindication when we will surely get it right. Amen, brother. We're going to go just a little west of me. I sit in Detroit. This comes from WBBM in Chicago. Sales of have exploded since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. The market for is growing. Grocery stores notice the trend. Alrighty, Mark, what is it that's flying off the shelves these days? Is it A, barrel-proof alcohol, which means it's a higher alcohol content by volume? Is it B, non-alcoholic drinks, but still in that same category, right? Or is it C, everybody's favorite sparkling water, which to me tastes like the television fuzz used to get back in the day? <laughs> it's got slightly less flavor than LaCroix. Doesn't taste like anything. I hate it. <laughs> so let's see. Barrel-proof alcohol or non-alcoholic drinks. You got both sides of the spectrum here. Or sparkling water, which is its own category and is basically nothing. So you said since the pandemic... And we know that there was a lot of drinking going on in the pandemic. People stuck at home. Liquor stores were selling out. People were buying wine and beer because they had nowhere to go and nothing to do. And they were just sitting at home wallowing in their own drunkenness, I guess. I call that Tuesday. <laughs> For some of us, it's lifestyle. For others, it was a new thing. Who knows? Then the non-alcoholic drinks are interesting. Does that include like sodas no i'm talking about things like substitutes right whether it's a non-alcoholic liquor which is a thing or a non-alcoholic beer which is a thing i'm talking about like specific like oduls stuff like that exactly i don't know why anyone would buy non-alcoholic drinks because i don't usually buy them for the taste i usually buy them for the alcohol so you're taking away the most important component but you know what to each their own there are some people who like them i am going to go ahead and say that it is the stronger alcohol that people have gotten a taste for the barrel proof alcohol final answer i'm locking it in yeah you know mark you and i think the same way but it sounds like a greater segment of the population does not the answer is b non-alcoholic wow. drinks i follow food and beverage trends especially in the alcohol section very closely partly for my job and i have seen these kinds of things and you ask why people would do it the main reason there are certain people obviously that don't want to drink but they still want the experience and what i've seen a lot of people do mark they use it as a supplement. So I'll have, I'll have two quote-unquote real beers. I'll have an N.A., and then I'll go back to having another real one. And so I'm still drinking, but I'm cutting out some of the alcohol to lessen my hangover. That's usually what I hear. Some people drink a, a little bit of water in between, and some people just want to keep that taste going, I guess. I guess. What you said makes a lot of sense. So I am going to defer to you because obviously you know the answer, and I don't. So there you go. The answer last week was non-alcoholic drinks. 
Now, what's going to be the answer this week? Well, first we have to get the question, and it comes to us from your neck of the woods, WWJ in Detroit, and literally the woods. Mm. Let's have a listen. Well, you don't see this every day. The Franklin Bingham Farms Police Department posted a picture on its Facebook page last night showing a deer with a on its head. It's not funny, though. They're asking residents to keep their yards free of debris or anything else that can get stuck in a deer's antlers. So what was found stuck in the antlers of a deer? A, a tricycle, B, a lounge chair, or C, a garden gnome? So here's the thing, Mark, and obviously we won't answer this one until next week, but we can chat about it a little bit. I live here in Detroit and in greater Michigan. We have a huge deer population, and this time of year, they tend to be on the move. It's also about to be hunting season. Deer have this thing called the rut, in which they all kind of move as a unit. You see car accidents go up. You see more deer just out and about. So none of this is surprising, but, like, how do I decide what is it that was out there? I mean, like, the lounge chair could be it, but at the same time, like, it's November, Mark. Nobody's lounging outside anymore. It's freezing. I don't want any of that. Could it be a tricycle? Could it be a garden gnome? Remember that show, David the Gnome, back in the day? I don't know. This is a good one, but not surprising. Very typical of Michigan, this question. So we will find out the answer to that one next week. But until then, special thanks to Brian Fisher, who helps put the show together. Special thanks to you for joining us. If you like what you heard, then please pound that subscribe button, bookmark us on your browser, set a reminder on your calendar, because we are here every single week with another fresh new In the Wild episode. Name that news. News.